Four Finger Discount is brought to you today by Podbean, the podcasting app that not only allows you to record on the go, but also upload from anywhere in the world on your mobile device. The Podbean app makes it simple to get started with podcasting. No expensive equipment required. All you need is an idea and Podbean does the rest. So download the Podbean app now for your Apple or Android device and enjoy the freedom of mobile podcasting. Hey, Krusty, I'm bringing back the... You just keep right on driving. Four finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount, proudly brought to you by the Simpsons quotes that nobody gets anymore. Facebook page, nohomers.net, popculture.com.au, and Podbean. I am Dando. I'm Mitch. Today we're here to review Bart in a child. We're in celebration mode. We can't tell you guys why, but we're celebrating something. It's a good night. That's all we're allowed to say. Yes, it's going to be very good news for our listeners as well. You'll find out in around about four months' time. Yes, a lot of Simpsons fans are going to be very happy with what's coming up. Now, Bart's in a child. Not going to lie, wasn't very impressed with it. It's not a great episode. I was really... I thought it was going to be a lot better. Most disappointing episode in a long time. Hmm. It's got some moments. It's got some bits that are okay, but at the same time, I got to the end and went... Well, what was the point of all of that? Exactly. Yeah, exactly right. I read so many reviews online, people saying, oh, this is one of the best ones. Fucking Al um, Brooks was so good as Brad Goodman. I'm like, yeah, but the episode... It's one of the most underused Al Brooks characters exactly ever. What like, I, said. I was sitting there going, why did they get Al in for this? It's so it's dull. What the fuck have they wasted his time for when he could be doing so much more? They're like, oh, he brought so much to the character. I'm like, yeah, but... It's, he has one line that made me laugh yes. in the entire thing. That's the thing. I did not laugh. I maybe laughed once or twice, chuckled after the trampoline moments. Yeah. It peaked at the, the start. Whole, the whole episode, I had a, f- a couple little bits and pieces, but I, I just meant from Albert in general. Like, he only had one line that was really a kind of funny line, and it was barely... It wasn't even the line. It was just the delivery of the boy's name doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> like when he really jumps down March's throat. I mean, um, I did like Troy McClure and like some of the better Troy McClure lines in this. Like, get confident, stupid. But overall, the episode just wasn't that great. The, the highlight for Goodman was his video. Yeah. That was the best part. Once he came to the city. Just drinking a can of fortified wine. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I'm not happy that you're drinking, but I am glad that you're only down to one. Which is a line I don't remember airing on television. Oh, Speaking of, Kent yes. Brockman's line. Which um, one? The, we're embracing doing whatever you want. And it's about fucking time. That was always on television. R- was I, it? I, yeah, I always okay, remember I didn't that remember part. that. Yeah, yeah. And it was obviously censored on the DVD yeah. as well. Yeah. But I just felt the episode peaked at the start. As soon as he gets the trampoline stolen by Snake, mm. it's just, I don't know, it's just, I was bored. I was honestly bored. Mm. You feel like the trampoline thing went on too long? Like they shoot... Yes, like because it, cause the rest of the episode was so mundane. Yeah, possibly, but like maybe that's what stopped it from being like maybe the trampoline going as long as it did is what stops the rest of the episode being yeah. able to find again. Like you've got Albert Brooks and he's not introduced until halfway through the episode, uh, half well, virtually halfway through the episode. Yeah, but the like while it's a tried and true formula for The Simpsons to have some wacky, unrelated story spur the main moments of the episode, when that goes for two to three minutes, fine. But this the trampoline bit went for six or seven, and yeah. then they had to tie up. They had to start. And consolidate and then tie up a whole new storyline in the final two acts. It just didn't feel like they had enough time to really sink their teeth into it. I just felt like George Meyer didn't really know what he wanted to write. Like you were saying, he went for six or seven minutes of the trampoline bit, but that served no purpose with the Brad Goodman stuff. Yeah. 
What was the point of it? It was amazing. It was the hilarious. Whole, the only point of it was to make Marge realise that she doesn't do new yeah, things. Which she could have wrapped up quickly. I'm glad they've done that in 30 seconds. The, the, everything about the trampoline I loved, but yeah. he, granted, it did go a little bit too long. The Wally Coyote part was my favourite moment from the whole episode. Yeah. It was just such a great homage to the old classic. To Looney Tunes. Looney Music, Tunes, yeah. everything. Everything. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what was your favourite moment from the episode? Favourite moment overall for the episode from me will be... I'm torn... Yeah. I like Skinner getting one back on Bart. Firing yeah. a slingshot at him from a tree. Eat my shorts, young man. Yeah, young man. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even call him Bart. Yeah. I thought you were going to say Skinner tearing the doll apart. That was pretty great as no, well. That's a close second. The, uh, when the he goes delivery with... from, from uh, Harry, so yeah. good. When he goes it with the teeth. Yes. <laughs> That's my favourite. <laughs> like it's just punching and then rips out his chest with his teeth. And then Brooks, calm down, calm down. Powerful. <laughs> but then goes straight back to his. You mum. just said delivery from Harry as ah oh, Skinner. Skinner, Sorry, yeah, I'm with you. I've got a couple of other notes here about what I didn't like about the episode because we used to do the what did you like, what you didn't like, what worked, and what didn't yeah, work. What, what, I'll ask you, what do you think they could have improved on? Overall, well, the, the second and the third act were just rushed in my rushed. opinion, and not like I didn't get enough time to really invest in any of it and. Therefore, the comedy, like the stakes, weren't quite high enough for me to really laugh at the gags. No, and you know it would have worked better if there was more. Had they not rushed it, you get more time of Bart wrestling with what his own identity is, and like he's always been the rebel. But when everyone's rebelling, then what does the rebel do? They touch on that a little bit, but they don't get to really explore it and really mine it. Didn't start till like the eighteen nineteen minute mark on the episode when Bart's having challenges like that. Yeah. But yeah, and I then just, it's resolved in like a fifteen-second conversation with Lisa. And I just think the um, some of the writing was just really weird and lazy. Like for example, when Homer walks in, he goes, "What up, Marge?" And then she's like, "I'm just watching this Brad Goodman video." It is what the fuck was that about? Just makes he just walks in the back door and says, "What up, Marge?" I was trying to figure out if that was a parody of some, or if they were trying to take something off there, well, but I wasn't yeah, entirely it is, sure it's what it was. Lost on me. But there was other parts where they just when they arrive at Brad Goodman's thing, they have the sign "Brad Goodman here tonight," mm. and Homer says, "Well, here we are at Brad Goodman's thing." Yeah, well, that's a that's a joke. But that why that joke would have been funny if they didn't show us the sign. Oh, it's still it's that's still kind of that's a, a piss take on when other episodes will reset the premise of what's going on after an act, like after a commercial break or something like that. So I, I give them that. And then the f- Bart calling him out on like, what a odd thing to say. Like and, that's uh, a kind of breaking the fourth wall meta kind of I knew what, commentary. I knew what they were thing. going for. I just felt it didn't need to be didn't there because they showed us the sign saying, we knew they were pulling it because they drove past the break. It's kind of doubling, doubling down on how obvious it is though. Okay, yeah, I see what you mean. I also felt the animation at times was really poor. They had a lot of crowd scenes in this, particularly mm. when the kids are injured on the trampoline. They sh- they pan out to the Gone with the Wind parody, yep. all the people injured. The animation is just so crude and bad. When the crowd breaks Ooh. out into a massive melee at the end, yep. really bad designs. Yep. It's just a lot of that throughout the episode. Melee? Yeah. How yeah, market are you going? Said, I'm allowed to. I'm a, oh, I nearly said a word there. I'm not allowed to say <laughs> <laughs> In four months' time, <laughs> we'll be able to come back and edit it in. So, uh, did you tell me your favourite moment? You did. It was Skinner, wasn't it? So, a bit of trivia about yep. the episode before we get into what was the it, hang on, Your favourite moment? Was the Wile Coyote. Okay. As yep. I mentioned, yeah. So, trivia. Uh, trivia, yes. I better bring that up. I'll kick things off. It's the first time I've needed to reach my, for my notes. What's Krusty's address? Ah, uh, um, no, I did not pay any attention. That was a really good sound of the beer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought, uh-oh, that came through. <laughs> 534 Centre Street is his address. Okay. Uh, how much is admission to Homerland? $50. One of my, that's my next uh, question. Okay. <laughs> also in the newspaper with the trampoline, there are free mm. tickets being given away 
to a, a concert. Which band is it? <laughs> you won't get it. If you're guessing, you won't get it. Flock, flock of Seagulls. No, Grateful Dead. Ah, yeah, no. That would have been a long way down the list before <laughs> I... Um, what plans did the Skinners have for the weekend? Antiquing on yes. Saturday. Yep. Well done. Uh, what festival was formed in 1946 and by who? Uh, the Do As We Say Festival by German settlers. Yeah, ge- the Germans, yeah. Yeah. Um, what? Oh, you, there's, I, I'd be very surprised if you get this. In the scene where Bart goes to the overpass, everyone's spitting over the yeah, side. Yeah. In the background, in the city skyline, there is a kind of icon monument, for want of a better word, that you can see in the background. Simpsons Monument? Yep. It's, has it, can I just ask for a clue? Sure. Has it only appeared in one episode? No, it's appeared in many. Ooh. Uh, power plant? That's no, not a monument. No, it's it? a Krusty Burger. Um, you can see the Krusty Burger sign oh, just in the cool. background. Okay. Uh, what does the float say that Bart and Homer are hiding in? Ah. Something about fairy floss. Nope. No? It looks like it's covered in fairy floss, but it's not. I swear I saw the words fairy floss. It says free as a bird. Ah, Okay. And what band released the song Free as a Bird in 1995? Flock of Seagulls. No, <laughs> um, 1995, The Cause. No, The Beatles. So the hey, Beatles released a song in 1995. Because they got audio of John Lennon recording before he died and they put it into a song. They all made it, yep, called Free as it's a like Bird. like getting Marlon Brando back for Superman Returns exactly. after he died. Yeah, so Free as a Bird by the You're Beatles. very not... happy with yourself about that one. <laughs> I was like, if he gets his, I'll be shattered. <laughs> <laughs> but they released it as part of the, they had like an anthology that came out mm. in 95. That was part of that, like a special... Okay. Buy it now for an exclusive. Yeah, right. We've got one more question. Why are they going to the old mill? Get some cider. Get some cider. Yes, correct. Got any more questions? No, I'm done. I'll get into a couple of facts that I've got here. Brad Goodman was based on TV self-help guru John Bradshaw. I have no idea who that is. And basically, this is just Al Brooks' third appearance in the show. And I think he's, besides Russ in the Simpsons movie, he's least... Certainly his least memorable. Well... Because of the whole be like boy thing, it's a memorable character, but it's also is it like you think no, it is? But you think well, it that's is. what I mean. Yeah. You think it is, but then when you actually watch it, you realise that there's not much reason for it to be. I've got, got a Brad Goodman toy up here somewhere, hmm. I think. But yeah, it's just you. You think, be like toy. Yeah, you think it's going to be a really funny episode. I remember when I said last week's show, there you is. were so pumped. You're like, oh, Brad Goodman. Yeah, and I'm watching it. I'm thinking. Does Mitch like this one? Because I, I just assumed because it was Albert that there was going to be more. Yeah, I, I had the exact same thing here. They underutilized him. Like, what was the point of getting someone as talented as Al Brooks in to do this shit? Yeah, just yeah. Anyway, get the janitor. <laughs> exactly right. So the original air date was November eleventh, nineteen ninety. You know what? Get Al Brooks to play a janitor. I don't know what had happened. Doesn't matter. Just let him go for <laughs> just it. Just would have been fine. Apparently he improvs all the time anyway. Yeah. Just before we get into the full review of the episode, by the way, um, $5 plus patrons, you're going to get your name read out on the show on next week's... Next week's episode. As much as... So this episode will be going to air on the 31st of March. The, st- the stats get released on the 1st of April. So our first April episode uh, is when we'll be re- reading out all the names of our $5 patrons. Got to meet a couple patrons. Yeah. You want to mention it before we get into the review? Um, well, well, Adelaide, could... explain what you did. Should we do it now? Should we, I feel like we've just, just built just up ex- all this momentum ex- to the ex- Explain what it is, just quickly, and then we'll te- tease it for later okay, on Okay, brief cliff notes. I got to go to the Adelaide State Library to participate in a talk about the Simpsons, their impact on pop culture, and the evolution of language. So stay tuned for that one. Yes. Find out what happened. So it kicks off with the family all having breakfast. Bart is pulling faces with Lisa. I did appreciate that they didn't draw the red under his eyes this time and creep me out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Specifically for you. They yes. got they got young Dando's fan letter complaint. Yeah, exactly. Um, the red eyes creep me out. Homer, Please stop. I am not a crackpot. Homer is doing the exact same things to the dogs and the cats. Yep. Stupid animals. I do like whenever Homer is told to stop 
Bart, Bart from doing something and then he's doing the exact same yep. thing. Like father, like son. Homer's then reading... Chip off the old block. Homer's reading the, the free classifieds. does not fall too far from the tree. It does not. That's the end of my cliches. Homer is reading the free classifieds. Cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. Yes, we have no bananas. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Righty, can I get the fucking sentence out now? Something Homer, about a newspaper? Homer's reading the free classifieds. I like to do this. Yeah. I like to read the classifieds in the paper. You never know what you could find in there. Homer finds 60 soil mattresses. <laughs> 60 soil mattresses. I wouldn't mattresses. want that personally, but Homer appreciates He's very it. excited. Yes. You but, never know when you might have a princess and a pea, but no mattresses. And what good... what? The princess and the pea. Have you not heard that fable? No. Oh. I'm like, has he mispronounced the word here? No, princess no, no. And the, no. the princess and the pea. It's a very famous story about a... Um, I don't remember the reason for doing it, but it was about a woman... Like, there was a princess, and she was sleeping on a pile of all these mattresses, and there was one solitary pea underneath the mattress, and it was causing her discomfort. Right. Because she was able to feel... It was like a fairy tale. Yeah, yeah, it's a fairy tale. Rumpelstiltskin style. Well, no one has to pronounce any names at the end of it, but yeah. Uh, he then finds... Marge just crooning. Well, why do you bother going through all that stuff? He then... Oh, my God. One of the most iconic moments in the history of The Simpsons... Trumbumbling. My favorite part about how that isn't just Homer's reaction, it's but he said, What now? Yeah. <laughs> He's so confused. <gasps> oh my god! What is it? Trumbumbling! Trumbumbling! He said, What now? Please don't bring home any more old crutches. What is it about that scene that makes it. Is, is it because. It's just the joy it's a little the sheer excitement, yeah. Because. Everyone would be excited for a free trampoline. Yeah. We get so many photos sent to the page of trampolines on the side trampolines of the road. Trampolines for sale. Yeah. Or, yeah, um, in, I was going to say in classifieds and that sort of thing as well. Yeah. yeah. It's just yeah, it's just one of those moments. Though, Although, the only thing I felt a little bit silly about this was that the town's going crazy like it's the only trampoline in town. Everyone That's wants true. to come to use this trampoline. Why don't you just go get one? Well, it happens. In, it's the same as when they get the pool. Everyone wants to come there yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. But didn't they have a really big pool? No? They did have a really big pool, but again, clearly the only pool in town, or other people would have gone to other pools. Like it doesn't bother Apart me. Apart from Martins. It doesn't bother me because I think it's hilarious, but I just, I just thought, oh, why is everyone mm. lining up to use this one trampoline? Anyway. Sorry, just quickly. The Princess and the Pea tells the story of a prince who wants to marry a princess, but is having difficulty finding a suitable wife. Something is always wrong with those that he meets. He cannot be certain that they are real princesses because they have bad table manners or they are too fat or thin or not beautiful. Too fat or thin? <laughs> wow. Once they did that now? One stormy night, a woman drenched with rain seeks shelter in the prince's castle. She claims to be a princess, so the prince's mother decides to test uh, the unexpected, unwitting guest by placing a pea in a bed she's offered for the night, covered by 20 mattresses and 20 feather beds. In the morning, the guest tells the host she endured a sleepless night, kept awake by something hard in the bed that she is certain has bruised her. The prince rejoices. Only a real princess would have had the sensitivity to feel the pee through the, such quantity of bedding and so the two are married the story ends with the pee being placed in a museum where according to the storyteller it can still be seen today unless someone has removed it i now know why disney didn't make it into a movie <laughs> yeah there's not a you're too fat <laughs> you're too thin <laughs> you are just right so you guys get the trampoline off crusty i'll let you elaborate this scene it's hilarious the free salsa no, sorry, well, he yes. thinks it's free anyway. Sorry, I, 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 my brain just immediately flashed forward to oh. the returning scene. We, we, we skipped the, the, no, you don't, that trampoline is mine. <laughs> <laughs> just rubbing cars off the road. <laughs> assuming, <laughs> that, straight into it. assuming that everyone that's out there is out for the trampoline. The, the thing about this is this opening, what do you call it? It's, it's virtually the whole opening act, the trampoline, isn't yeah. it? You, we'll call it the opening act with the trampoline. It's so go, 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 joke, joke, joke. To me... It feels like it's setting up an episode much like Marge vs. the Monorail. Mm. It's so wacky and ridiculous. Yeah. 
And then I think that's why, like you said before, the episode just seems to drop off the cliff. Yeah. After it sort of becomes a bit more serious. Yeah. Uh, anyway, just... But, but the trampoline stuff, absolutely incredible. So Some of my favorite rocks, stuff in history. Rocks up to Krusty's house. And like, you, you don't know that it's Krusty's house and this is the first giveaway yeah. that you get that he has the gag doorbell spraying seltzer in the face yeah. and I love that Homer is first like pff, pff, what's going on pushes the button again and then starts to enjoy it and just keeps on a kid again yeah he's <laughs> so excited <laughs> hey that seltzer ain't free and obviously he's giving the trampoline to Homer for free mm. because he's now going to date Limericks yes there once was a man named Enos and I love how they the way they set up that you know something's up the crusty looking through the curtain or behind the curtain yeah, and yeah, the yeah. music and everything it, it's got like I love that kind of terrible curse trope I was thinking of Jumanji as being one of them. That like, doll is yeah. evil, I tell you. Evil! <laughs> Jumanji's like, what happens if someone digs it up? May God have mercy on his soul. Alrighty, so he gets back and Bart is in his bedroom and he's just playing with the dog. You just get a moment of Bart with Santa's little helper yeah. for no reason other was than nice. the following gag. But it was, yes, it was nice. Yes, Could have just... easily been sitting there reading a comic or something. Yep. You're a good boy. Homer then bounces up. Hi, son. Yeah. Hi, son. Every time he comes up, different pose. Yeah. The only thing is, when they show the exterior shot, it's so out of scale. He's been about, his, yeah. his body height is like half of the house. Yeah. But who cares? Anyway. But yeah, it was just a really funny reveal of the trampoline to Bart. And Bart's mm. so excited. He runs downstairs. The kids are just over the moon. Like Lisa's, I think she says he's going to have a wedding here. Yeah. <laughs> says that it, like this almost makes up for years of bad parenting. Yes. Yeah. Did you have a trampoline as a kid? I want to say no, but I had a number of friends who did. So I had immediate access to trampolines at all times. I'm actually thinking about it. I, I We always had a trampoline. I loved it. We used to play wrestling. Actually, no, we that. did have one. You yes, yeah. there was a time when I actually owned one. All of my friends used to come to my house to jump on the trampoline because they didn't have one. So it actually makes sense. The whole Wait, town wouldn't. They were perfect for, for living out like cricket fantasies and stuff like that. Like you'd take diving catches on them. Or, I, was re- I was wrestling moves. Yeah, wrestling yeah. moves was another big one that we would do. Um I still remember the agony of a four-finger leg, uh, four-finger leg lock. <laughs> four-finger. Um, the four-finger leg lock would be our finishing move. Yeah, yeah. Like, we would be a tag team wrestling in the four-finger <laughs> leg lock. And use four fingers? Um, yeah. Anyway, um, the other good thing that you could do for um, slips practice with the trampoline was to stand about five metres either side and try to skim a ball off the edge. Oh, you wet, you wet really it first? It. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Jumping on a trampoline when it's wet is awesome yeah. as well. Now, you know, my biggest gripe with trampolines these days is they've become so safety oh, conscious. Fuck, I was going to say the same thing. They don't look like any fun. No. They've all got the like cage around them yes. so kids can't fall off. That was that was the joy of the you, trampoline. You double bounce your friend so he falls off. Yeah, <laughs> you did it on purpose. <laughs> like, or when you're out there on your own and you just go that little bit higher than you'd ever dared before and you'd get up and look down and just go, oh, shit, I hope I stick this or yeah. I get a lot of strife. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever fall through like the corner? I yeah, did it once. Yeah, um, good. I came down on my arm on the side of it once, like full, like Wendell does. full body. Yeah, very similar to Wendell, except I didn't have my body hitting the trampoline. My body had gone off the edge, so it was oh. all body weight just centered on the arm on the pole. That was the only thing that was taking any force as I was falling down and then landed mm. on the side. Um, no damage, no major damage, but a shitload of pain. <laughs> but this was the fun of it. I didn't even like. Like when they first put the rubber pads over the spring so you couldn't get oh, your hair caught in it. No. I didn't even like that. No, no, no. Because no. it, it feels like it takes away from the bounce. I wanted it exposed and the more rust, the better. I was always scared. And I'm still to this day scared of when you're getting off and getting a shock. Yeah. My yeah, friends you, were... You my, get I, that static electricity build up. I had a mate, Michael, was like, I don't care. And I'm like, you're a madman. You're <laughs> a madman. Like, like, I used to always jump 
over the bars, clearly, yeah. because there's no way I'm going to get I think he shocked. might be an X-Men. He's yeah. harnessed the power of electricity. <laughs> he'd have he, he fun. He'd rub his hand out and touch it. I'm like, you've lost your mind. <laughs> <laughs> so getting back to um, the episode. I think I, 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 I slept again? on a trampoline once. I have too. Spent the night. I slept nude on the trampolines in the lawn for schoolies. You know the trampolines that were in the ground there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, nice. we all broke in. And yeah, good times. Nicholas not listening to this, so it doesn't matter. But yep. anyway. Yeah. No, I, um, I uh, as a 15, 16-year-old, spent the night with a lass on a trampoline because her parents would not allow me in the house. That makes sense. More yeah. comfortable, probably. Yeah, she just took a dooner outside. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, they didn't know that she was missing. And it's less work. <laughs> None of that. None yeah. of that happened. The, the static. I couldn't allow the static. No, exactly. <laughs> Not down there. Yeah, it's just like fucking is it Marl or fucking Merle off Home Alone. Cousin. Uh, Merv? Merv. Merv. Yeah. Marv. 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 I got there eventually. <laughs> Marl, Merle, Merle, Marv. Anyway. By the way, we have some epic fucking Home Alone 2 figurines at my work at the moment. Oh, I was really? so close to buying them today. Kevin McAllister and Harry and, and Do you Marv. have Donald Trump in the lobby? We've got a Donald Trump pop vinyl, man. <laughs> really? It's hilarious. Great. <laughs> Getting back to the episode, where were we up to? We're just talking about trampolines. Trampolines. Oh, Homer just uh, announced it, and Lisa said she's happy with it. Blah blah blah. The cool animation of Homer bouncing, looking yeah. at Marge closer, in and out, in and out. What were you going to say? I was going to say um, Homer also gets carried away talking about how it's great exercise, and it'll double the value of our house. house. Yeah, yeah. But then Homer's got it all mapped out. He's like, "Don't worry, I've got a plan." Mm. Homerland. <laughs> it smells funny in here. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it just does again. That's one of my favorite. Great lie. Like it's just. I would love to see that happen in a restaurant. Like, my soup's cold. No, it isn't. No, it's not. <laughs> Frozen. Yeah. What do you like more, that one or the, they'll grow back, right? Sure. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Yeah, which um, is better. No, I prefer, no, it doesn't. I prefer, no, it doesn't. Yeah, because yeah. Homer's just, yeah, it's so, so great. It's the delivery. It'd make me question it. <laughs> like, I'd say, it smells, no, it doesn't. Well, maybe it's me. Maybe you're right, yeah. yeah. It's like, it, it's like someone's like, can you hear that? No. You're, you're yeah. sure? No, there's, there's nothing there. But there's a hammer. Meanwhile, yeah. Meanwhile, <laughs> Boeing seven four seven flying yeah. above your head. <laughs> nah. Everyone comes to use the trampoline. Uh, Otto gets hurt first. He gets Cops mangled. It bad. Yeah, big time on and the back. I like the camera angle of that because you see it coming. Yeah, and yeah. feel it. Yes, like every moment. Great of it. sound effect. Yeah, loses his spot in line, and then it's time for Wendell, who just pulls what you did, but not as bad as you. Yeah, the arm through the springs. Ralph bites his tongue. Yeah, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I like so that good. something simple happened to Ralph. You couldn't. Ralph is him. too simple of a character. Yeah, you wouldn't want to see him get hurt. You don't care about seeing Otto get hurt or Wendell, but Ralph would... You feel sorry for it. Ralph would hurt on the yes. inside to see him go through physical pain. Yep, yep, yep. And I'm glad they made the decision. Rod and Todd, you want to see him get hurt all the time. Yes. <laughs> and you're waiting for it. You, you know it's Each coming. sleep brings us closer to God. <laughs> then Millhouse is just that kid who just doesn't know how to jump on a trampoline properly and he's jumping all over mm. him. Then, as you mentioned, the um, you get the sign of like the Gone with the Wind parody of all of the kids just wiped out like it's a battlefield. It made me think back to Wet and Wild, um, mm-hmm. which... The, the pool? I love that Wet and Wild keeps advertising itself as being Victoria's biggest theme park. It's the only oh, no, no, no. You mean Adventure Park. Sorry, Adventure Wet Park. Wet and Wild's Queensland. My yeah. apologies. Adventure Park, which is a pi- uh, poor man's Wet and Wild. That's why I It's, just, it's a family-owned theme park. But they're like, it's Australia's biggest theme park. Uh, sorry, Victoria's, Victoria's, yeah. Victoria's biggest theme park. Victoria's it's only theme park. Only one. <laughs> Ever since... What was it? Hen World or whatever it was <laughs> that closed down. But tourists who come here don't know any different. No, that's true. <laughs> We're just suckering people in. Yeah, yeah. Just drive an hour and 20 minutes from the airport. You'll be fine. Some poor guy, you know, Muckbud coming in from um, Dubai with thousands of dollars to spend, rocks up at Adventure Park. Buys and- it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll take that uh, flying brick to yeah. it. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, 
anyway, they I don't know if they still have them, but they used to have those big inflatable, like a reverse bouncing castle or jumping castle. Like it was that kind of jumping castle style material, yeah, but yeah. it had no walls and no roof. Yes. Uh, on, yeah. On a, yeah. You know, yeah. It went there for grade six breakup and it was just carnage. There yeah. were people, <laughs> were people they? getting carried off left, right and centre. There were more kids in the sick bay by the end of the day than were still fit and healthy. The good old days. Yeah. When kids were allowed to get hurt. I still remember a sight of one of my mates who'd copped a really bad corky um, being carried by two teachers who'd formed a stretcher with their arms and he was hanging <laughs> onto their shoulders just with this real forlorn look on his face of like, even if this comes good, they're not going to let me back on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It reminds me, there's a video of it, so I've got proof. It's Norlane Kindergarten, right? Mm. And we used to have this giant slide there. Giant. like It was... It was I don't know. Sorry. Six feet wide. Right? I was just imagining Norlane Kindergarten populated by nine-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> stayed back Lord a few of the flies. <laughs> so anyway, so they had this slide mm. and the, the edges of it were no shit like, I don't know, six inches high. Yep. So you could easily fall off the edge. Yep. And, like you could at the old water slides yes, at Leisure Link. Yes, right. But so kids are coming down this slide. My mum's filming. Mm. I'm up the top and I'm just... Pushing kids backwards down this slide. No <laughs> one's doing anything right. And then there's this girl. <laughs> no shit. This girl starts climbing up the slide. Yep. I run down saying, you can't do that. Start running down. Can't stop. Fucking spear her. Straight down. <laughs> just absolutely destroy this girl. <laughs> Get back up. Run back up to the top again. This girl's just dead. <laughs> Why? Who made you king <laughs> of the slides? What's that? Who made you king of the slides? I don't know. But it was just kids. Just, it, was a, a, it was carnage, like you said. War zone. It was, I literally, you watch it and I'm like, I'm watching the video, I'm like, she's going to die. It's like, like oh, boom, it's fucking speared her. It's like D-Day, like Normandy. <laughs> like, you're up the top of the cliffs just firing down on these hapless soldiers. I'm down the slide. It's, it's a hilarious video. If I can find it, I'll put it on the Patreon page. Anyway, so, where were we in the episode? Everyone's getting hurt. You're talking about Gone with the Wind. Yes. Um, remind you of Adventure Park. And Homer says he'll take care of it. Just hammers <laughs> a caution sign into the ground. We did skip the line of, if you're hurt, you got to get to the side. Let more people on. Yeah. Anyway, so, what comes after that? Oh, yeah. So, Marge is basically saying to Homer... You need to get rid of this. Like, yep. it's just not going to work. You hit, too many people are getting injured. What's the first thing he tries to do? Return it to Krusty. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> just tired. Hey, Krusty, I've come back. You just keep on driving. <laughs> that delivery is perfect. That's Could a, not be any better. It's so great. <laughs> Hope it doesn't say anything. He's like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> just keep going. Cuts to Wally Coyote parody, which I've just got here. Is hilarious. Yeah. Like, what are we? Oh, wait. Before that, he tries to take it down with the buzzsaw. No, that's the end. That's when he... When Bark with Bart walks out and goes, Homer, Homer. And then he puts the bike lock on it. Ah, you're right. Because I've got My here, apologies. it was a bit silly yep. that he pushed it down it, the, yeah. the mountain and then took it back and home. And then took it back home. Yeah, okay. No, but, that's fair. Um, but yeah, the Wiley, the, well, the Looney Tunes parody, specifically Wiley Coyote, is great. Every, like, the sound, everything. The, the fa- yeah, like the score, they got it all, all 100% perfect. You imagine that they, similar Looney Tunes, that they got like a live orchestra watching that little bit and just scored that segment probably didn't because that would be a huge waste of time and money yeah. for a five second bit but it had that very authentic feel and then home even calling it out if this were a cartoon yeah. it would have broken off by now but the as i said a bit silly that he takes it back home but the gag of him running at it with the the saw yeah how good is it it's like there's no need to run <laughs> which is or scream yeah it's, it's like it's like when he's building the barbecue it's like how's bra- your father going yeah I was going to say, it's like Braveheart. Like, yes. He's standing on opposite ends of the battlefield and he's charging to meet it. <laughs> Pulls it out of the wall and then the, you'll rust. Rust, rust. I told you. <laughs> Dan's acting here is incredible. So yeah. good. Obviously, then Bart walks in and says, if you want it stolen, if you want it gone, 
put a bike lock on it. Yeah. Turns around after three seconds. Snake's still trying to steal it. Yeah. Why is he trying to steal it? Well, because it's locked. No. All oh, right. I got myself a bed. Ah, yes. Nice. Throwback. Sorry, I didn't actually <laughs> listen to that line. My bad. So basically, the trampoline's now gone, and Homer and Marge are in bed, and they can hear the bullies rocking up to mm. the "Don't wake up, old man Simpson." They're going to use his trampoline, then they use the car. They're getting some pretty good leverage on that car to be able to see from Marge and Homer's window. Yeah. But yeah, so Homer's then good saying, suspension. Obviously, Pettis. Homer's then basically saying, "Look, Marge, this, look what happens. You're no fun." And Marge's like, "No, I am fun. I made, I made sloppy joes." And Marge is feeling down about herself. She gets the family in, saying to the kids, "Am I no fun? And do I nag all the time?" It's that awkward moment when you don't want to tell someone mm. they've done something wrong or there's something about them that you don't like. Yeah. They had like, it's like the clip show, wasn't it? They showed clips of Marge nagging all the time and Lisa's like... Well, a quick little montage, yeah. Yeah, and Lisa's like, you're not angry, are you? And she's like, no, I'm just going to my sister's. What's with the fucking urine sample? Well, you know, Patty and Selma are... MacGyver? No, I was going to say they're very thorough. Yes. And if you come to them and things aren't okay... They're just going to do all checks and balances to make sure that things are fine. And look, it's a service that I've appreciated in the past. Um, I mean, look, Obamacare is looking at being repealed, so people got to find somewhere to go because not everyone's going to be insured. Is it really? Hmm. Oh, that's no good. No, it's not. Um, but, you know, there, there might be some 25 million people without health insurance. you got to have a friend that can run well, a Obamacare didn't exist back then. Well, even more need <laughs> for Patty and Selma to be able to just whiz some stuff off to the lab, pun intended. So they recommend Brad Goodman, and they end up watching informational on TV. You know, my course can help you with every personality disorder in the feel-bad rainbow. Let's look at the rainbow. What's in there? Depression, insomnia, motor mouth, darting eyes, indecisiveness, decisiveness, bossiness, uncontrollable, falling down, geriatric, profanity disorder, or GPD. And chronic nagging, 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 nagging. Sorry, it does that sometimes. Nagging. I always like it when they do this type of gag, the nagging, nagging, nagging. 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 What's this wrong with this stupid yeah. thing? But when did it happen last? Because they've done something oh, very similar before. Don't push me on that sort of stuff. My memory's I, I like good. It. They do it in Treehouse of Horror 6, I believe it is, where he goes, the third dimension, and Lisa's flicked the light off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of thing. Come back from commercial and Homer walks in. This is where he says, the, what up, Marge? And mm. Lisa, Marge says she's watching the Goodman tape. It's McClure at his finest, really, isn't it? Phil Hartman, just an absolute legend. It is pretty great. Get confident, stupid. Get confident, stupid. Smoke yourself thin. <laughs> I did like, like, Albert has little lines that he does well. And another one of them here is that, um, I, 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 might have I thought been you were saying he, he has very little lines that he actually does well. No, I mean, but he doesn't get, <laughs> he, does little lines he well. gets little lines that he yeah. delivers well. Like when he's talking about the model, it's like, I loved her in the thing I saw her in. Something that's not even funny. Yeah. It just makes it yeah, funny. Yeah, it just delivers it well. Yeah, yeah. So what was your favourite part about the infomercial? It's like you've knew me my whole life. <laughs> the circle. <laughs> the circle is you. Yeah. Um, no, I like Troy McClure not even knowing why he's there. Yes. He knows enough to be able to give his own intro, but it's the Brad Goodman something or other. <laughs> yeah. I did like the animation too of cutting back to Homer and Marge watching it. As the video goes on, they're mm-hmm. getting closer and closer. And by the end of it, they're hugging each other. Yeah. It's brought them both together. Yeah. Marge then says she's going to quit nagging. And she starts using... They both start using the stupid theories that they hear on the uh, on the tape. Basically, this whole episode is meant to be a piss take of these self-help gurus. Yeah. Do you think they do a good job of that? They do. Because I feel like... Yeah, I think they do. Because Brooks... But again, Brooks I just don't think they give it enough time for it to feel truly memorable. doesn't mean anything. Nah. Yeah. But Brooks' delivery sort of... Is patronising in a sense. Yeah. Like he knows he's just swindling these people. Well, also the fact that 
it's more in the next scene, but he latches on to the first thing that he possibly can, that someone else is doing that he's got nothing to do with, and then goes, here's your answer, I've solved all your problems. And then they go out and buy his books. Yeah, he doesn't do anything. Yeah. So that is very much a self-help thing. And and not only just self-help, but all those sorts of, um, I'll call them charlatans, but... You know, psychics, medium crossing over. Yeah, people that think they. <laughs> My mum believed pe- that shit, and I was like, "Mum, yeah, it's not real." No, but like he, Brad Goodman, there is essentially doing like a cold read type thing, where he's just as soon as he spots some, he's great at reads an audience, and as soon as he spots something that connects, then he's like, "Yep, that's me. That was all my idea. I'm a genius," and yeah. they all go along with it. At this point in time, though, Marge and Homer. They are fighting, but they're actually fighting. And the kids mm. are confused. They're like, why are you guys settling your differences? It is uncomfortable. It'd be more... I'd prefer to see my parents yell than talk about, I'm hearing that you're yeah, embarrassed like, or shameful. It's like, who's taken over my mother's body? That's yeah. really, really weird. It's invasion of the body snatchers. Yes. <laughs> Homer then now thinks everything is fine. He's reading the paper. And what was the next thing you find? Something 60... Tons of 60 litres of... Mayonnaise. Um, yeah, so old it, mayonnaise. Yeah, Old mayonnaise from Desert Storm. Yeah. Marge says, oh, Brad Goodman's coming to town. I was like, well, you don't need him now. We're, we're fine. We're fixed. And that happens quite a lot in relationships that aren't working. That the, first, the second that they start to get along, it's usually the male is just like, yep, we're fixed. Well, that's done. Back to normal. Yep. yep. Everything's back to normal again. But Marge is like, no, I really want to go. This is where we get the really weird gag. Well, that, well, first of all, Bart, uh, Homer says, we don't need Brad Goodman. And it cuts to Bart just randomly riding a chair in the grinder. I don't like it when they do this. Yeah. Bart just being naughty for the sake. They do it in the Itchy and Scratchy show. Yeah, movie, whenever it is. Yeah, yeah, where he had no real purpose to the rebellion. It's, like, yeah, it's just come out of absolutely nowhere. Mm. Uh, perhaps I guess they're trying to foreshadow that Bart's going to be the the main protagonist of the episode. Possibly. Anyway, this is where we get the scene I was telling you about where they arrive at Brad Goodman. We've already explained it. No need to go into it again. So what do you think of Goodman's uh, performance here? <laughs> that, yeah, like it's fine. It's just doesn't have enough to do no like from a from a comedy perspective it's for just writing yeah again the- for what you've come to expect from albert brooks there's nothing overly remember memorable and there's nothing you know bust your sides laughing which normally albert brings in spades we're used to brooks being the shyster the who, who's blatantly in your face so like that he did the cowboy bob yeah cowboy bob um hank scorpio's not the shyster Jacques- but- is not as much in your face, but he's still certainly very quick talking. Yes. It's not quite breakfast, it's not quite lunch, but it comes with a slice of cantaloupe yeah, at the a end. a sleazy person. Yeah. And this one, he is being sleazy, but he's not portraying himself as that. Yeah. Where Jacques and Cowboy Bob and all his others yeah. are just which, in your face. Which is not to criticise Brooks's performance. No, no, no. They gave him shit material. They gave him nothing to work with. Yeah. yeah. It's just really, really odd. I don't want to shit on this episode too much, but honestly, this is one of my least favourite episodes we've, we've reviewed since... For, well, for season, well, for actually, yeah, for, yeah, for a long a while. time, yeah, yeah, for a very because we've just had some absolute corkers lately. Uh, corkers, that's a good word. Do we have to explain that to our international listeners? Good episodes. <laughs> Mailbag at fourfingerdiscat.com.au. Let us know what you think about the episode as well. Let uh, us know what words we say that you don't understand, and we'll explain them to you on the next show. Chaz Waza. I like where we got everyone to yell out their faults. Let me hear what's troubling you. Don't be shy. Yell it out, everybody. Go. I uh, can't commit to a relationship. I'm too nice. I have problems with... I'm always interrupting people. Then we get Principal Skinner and the dummy. Mm. And he just goes to absolute town as we explain that... I'm annoyed with you, mother. <laughs> I'm a grown man. I can do what I want. <laughs> then goes back and he's straight back to being mama's boy. Yeah. Just, you know, We're still going antiquing so this Saturday, right, mother? dependent on his mum. Yeah, still going antiquing. Then we get the human being doing yep. spiel. Yep. And this is where... This is where the main story starts, I guess you could say. Or does it start with Goodman? What, what do you define it as the main story? It starts with Goodman. 
the, but it's not so much Bart. Like the main story is the town. If you were to say, if someone See, said to you, is, "What's this episode about?" What would you sum it up with in one sentence? Ah, uh, Springfield. On the, on the whole, it's about Springfield learning to, uh, not it, learning, but Springfield deciding to drop any sense of boundaries with social interactions yes. and the breakdown of the town um, when there are no rules. So you wouldn't have included Bart in that. No, not if someone asked me. But I and that's that Bart to me. It, that yeah. to me is a fault of the writing. I should be including Bart because yes. the episode should be about Bart losing sense of his identity because of the fact that everyone else is a rebelling. Like everyone else is rebelling, therefore he has no purpose anymore. It was almost like he wrote himself into a hole, George Meyer, didn't he? Yeah, I feel, well, I'd, it was like he, he 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 had a story there, but he's like, oh, I've taken so long yeah, to get to it. Now I've got to get yeah, out of it. He just like, didn't quite uncover where the crux of it was for me. Speaking of, a little off track, we always mention that Camp Krusty should have gone a little bit longer. Did you see what I put up on the website? Did you see what came out three weeks ago? Yeah, I know there was a sequel to Camp Krusty. Yeah. I haven't watched it. I got three quarters of the I've way I've read mixed it. reviews. It's eh. Yeah. It's eh. Yeah. That, and that's for me. I don't want to... I don't need to see a sequel that's only eh. Yeah. The problem is I went into it so excited because I'm like, yeah, oh, it's right. Camp Krusty sequel. It's got to be good. And eh. Yeah. Anyway. You see, folks, we're all trying to please someone else. And as soon as you're not a human being, you're a human doing. Then what comes next? A human going! (laughs) (laughs) Funny. That's a funny line. Yeah, good one line of Good heckle. Yes, (laughs) it's a good heckle. But Goodman, as you said, spots something here, eats it up, and utilizes it in a way to make everyone buy his shit, doesn't he? Yeah. Basically saying everything Bart does is fine. Yep. What Bart's doing isn't fine. It's not no. not the right thing to do. But it's a good way to get his message across that you need to be like this guy. Look, as you said, he's made it out like it was his idea. Yeah. He's done something here when he didn't. Gets Homer and Marge up onto the stage. I love Homer's got two toffee apples. Yeah, where did he get them from? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Hang shit on Marge. Little jab at Marge. Without even, I never realized this yeah. kid. Was wearing the hair, which is clearly just for shock value. Yeah. And then Rudiger. Something yeah. about the name Rudiger. Rudiger's great. It's just, the name's not important. His name is Bart. His name is not important. Yeah. <laughs> and as he's explaining everything, Lisa can see straight through it all. Yeah, I did like that, that Lisa's the only one not caught up in the mob mentality. But as you said, that should have been the story. Yeah. Everyone then buys his merch. Lisa's, I figured, he's just peddling a bunch of easy answers. Yeah, yeah. And what's it? Is it Carl? And how? Yeah. Like, and everyone's just bought all this shit. Come back from commercial, and this is where we get Kent Brockman's news report. That's it. The line this reporter thinks is about fucking time. Hilarious. Harry and totally so, would have said it too. Oh, yeah, definitely. But so, and, and you, to make that line work better as an actor, you need to actually say it and then let them bleep it in post. I wish I had left the in a little bit more because you didn't hear any. All you heard was yeah. time. It's such an unusual joke for The Simpsons to have a bleep swear word in there. It I don't think they've done it before now in the series. Yeah, I'm not sure. They've mate. done it after. Yeah. Marge does it when she sleeps with Kodos. Yeah, that's I'm right. So fucking embarrassed. Yeah. But yeah, it was just brilliant. Uh, like, even when it's not done often, even the bleep has enough shock value. You're like, oh. It's a good way to do it too, in the sense that it would have seemed odd to have a character say it, but he's on television, so it's understandable it has why it's sense. Yeah, it has to be beeped when he's on TV. You're yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. right. Uh, Bart thinks he's an absolute god. He just he's been sucked in by Goodman to think that he's just the best thing yeah. since sliced bread. When really he's not. Lisa just calls him out. Bring oh. him back down. You're sitting on an ice cream sandwich, <laughs> and the dog licks it off. Yeah, a, a nice little. They left. They kept it there for like two or three seconds. Of Bart just like, yeah, yeah, just upset with himself. Well, this is me. Yes, this is my life. Everyone then starts doing what they want. So mm. the Reverend starts playing. Lovejoy's is great. Is it the Entertainer? Yeah. He's playing? Yeah. Yeah. 
Wait, wait. Oh, I can do this. <laughs> From the city of New York versus Homer Simpson, the flashback. Uh, well, yeah, if you do, do, do that, do, or, do, you, do, or, do, or you do, could do. say more famously from The Sting. Well, sort of people, uh, students yelling out fake answers. Martin gets a good one in here. Um, radio. Yeah. Our 10th tenth, our tenth caller gets a giveaway to uh, free tickets to Super Tramp. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was sitting, good reference, by I was sitting down and listening to Breakfast in America the other day. It's a fucking great album. We were playing it at work the other day. Yeah. yeah. It's like, so it, good. It, it's up there with my favourite albums. Just great song. You mentioned it after before. Great I think, song yeah. after great song. Is that the one that's got? Is that got Goodbye Stranger on it? Yeah, yeah. It's got Logical Song. It's got Dreamer. Um, and uh, the title track Breakfast in America. Like, there's four huge hits on that album. Yeah, really, really good. Can you put your hands in your hair? <laughs> Wait, in your hair? <laughs> that's Dreamer. <laughs> Can you put your hands in the air? Oh no! <laughs> Then everyone's spitting off the overpass. Now, what did you say this was? Oh, no, you had the question. Was Krusty, Krusty was in the background. background. Yeah. So, Bass just pretty much, as Lisa says, coming up, he's lost his identity. He yeah. used to be the rebel, but yeah. now everyone's a rebel. So, yeah. now he's just another average person in the yeah. town. And he doesn't like it. He used to do that to stand out. Yeah. Now, no matter what he does, now, he's does not he going to stand out? out. He's just being one of the sheep. Uh, Lisa, as we said, explains it to him. She, she wants him to become a good-natured doormat. Do yeah. Is that just her way of saying I want you to be a pushover? Yeah, that's uh, yeah, doormat. It's a description for people that you walk all over. Yeah, but it doesn't really go anywhere, that scene. He just goes, well, tell, yeah. tell me what to do, sis. And yeah. then that's it. Well, yeah, the joke is how quickly he picks up on it being a doormat. But thought that. But but yeah, you're right. Like it's That's kind of the resolution of Bart's problem. Yeah. In, He's like, okay, I'm happy with so this So he, he has a problem for two minutes and then it's resolved in 10 seconds. Yes. And so that's the end of it. It's the beginning of the rush. Like even like yeah. the mob at the end. They just decide, no, we're not going to fight yeah. anymore. We're not gonna, it's just, uh, anyway, don't want to keep shitting on the episode. Then we get back to another Brockman announcement. He announces the Do What You Feel festival, yep. festival not the Do What We Say festival yep. by the Germans. Willie. Yeah, if elected mayor, my first act will be to kill the whole lot of you and burn your turn to cinders. Like so. I know it's on. The star of the show. That's a funny joke. Oh, so, I know it's on. <laughs> <laughs> that That is really funny. I'll yeah. give him that. And then Smithers almost announces that he's gay. Well, he does. Well, he does. Takes it back. Yeah. This is probably the best Smithers is... This is my favourite Smithers is gay moment because he actually comes out. Yeah. And then you feel Smithers' pain, don't you? Oh, the boathouse was the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's going through what I'm sure a lot of gay people have gone through in their, to- in their lifetime. Yeah. And I would hope it's easier now, but definitely back in the early 90s. Yeah. Like, it was still... Because that's his father, essentially. You were still the butt of jokes if you're yeah. in the early 90s as a gay person. 100%. Um, Seinfeld did a whole episode about it. Yeah, uh, that I mean was held up for a long time as as being one of the more sensitive ways to deal with it. But realistically, you look back at that, and the entire crux of that episode is being offended about being insinuated that you were gay. Yeah, like that's you know it's cringeworthy in this day and age. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's it's not as funny. much as I don't think they do it in an offensive way. In the whole, not that there's anything wrong with that. And but the, that, that's what the, the constant that, reaffirmation in that epi- in the Seinfeld episode about how I'm no, not gay. I'm not it's, gay. It's fine so, to be gay. Like now, it's okay. You can pretend that you're gay, and like, like I think guys are just more open with their was it sexuality? I guess you'd say now. Yeah, like, for the go, most go, part, guys are willing to make jokes that they're gay when they're not really gay now. And I not, think they're still maybe of our generation. Older people know. No, no. Uh, and I think it starts with our generation. And it doesn't. Yeah, I was going to say it doesn't have to be dramatically older than us. Like if if we're we're approaching thirty, if I made that joke to a forty year old, even a thirty five year old. In in many cases, I'm going to get a raised eyebrow. Mm, geez, yeah. that's that's a little bit weird. What are yeah. you what are you talking about? What else are we going on here? Patty and Summer rock up naked. Double yeah. your pleasure, Springfield. Good lord, they're nude. How creepy or is naked, the sea captain? Yeah. What does he say? Takes a photo of them. Says oh. this will serve me well. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> Masturbating joke. 
Even though it's been revealed previously, I'm pretty sure that he's gay. Well, he's in love with Squiddy. He's in love with men in general. <laughs> well, he's a sailor. He is. Does that, does that mean he's gay? I don't know if it means he's gay. I think it means. Not there's anything that, wrong with that. No, not at all. A personal, <laughs> a person's sexual preference is no one's business but their own. Yeah. Um, no, I just think it means that you know you're out on a boat for a long period of time, and why not? Well, cabin a, boys are there for a reason. Throwback here, visually to uh, what's the one with Homer, Homer the heretic, where he's wearing yeah. his robe, his, yeah. his bear slippers. I was going to say Homer here reminded me of Rick. Grimes from The Walking Dead. His beard? Yeah, like he's, disheveled. Just, he's become disheveled. Hasn't <laughs> <laughs> showered. Hasn't yeah. combed his hair. Yeah, even the, like the, he's wearing those um, bear claw yeah, kind of slippers. slippers yeah. And, yeah, like even that made me think of like Rick's killed an animal and just <laughs> skinned it and was wearing its pelt. Hasn't even skinned it. Just cut its feet well, off. Yeah, stuck with the feet. In. Yeah, <laughs> just took out the bone. Apu and his, um, is it his son? I'm, it's, well, it's not his son. It's his mm. nephew, I guess, or whatever. The little guy from the Quickie Mart. They're skateboarding, and this is Skinner with the slingshot. Eat my yeah. shorts, young man. Quimby then here reveals that he's sleeping with the hot woman next to him. This young woman is not my wife, but I am sleeping with her. <laughs> I'm comfortable telling you that because I... Sorry, I'm, I'm telling you that because I'm comfortable with my womanizing. Such a Quimby line. Yeah. Then he introduces James Brown. I love James Brown's appearance here. Well, he the, has like look, one or two song, lines, but it's so... Dramatic I was going to say, the song didn't, like, you know, it was n- neither here nor there. I, f- I Feel Good was the most obvious choice. But as soon as that song finishes, the fact that even when he's talking, he keeps talking in James Brownisms, yeah. it was very funny. Hey, wait a minute, hold on here. This bandstand wasn't double bolted. Huh. It was actually, it reminded me of Eddie Murphy's James Brown, which is yep. fucking great. Yep. It was one of the best impressions of it. He's everything from the 80s was fucking great. Yeah. I did hear, have here on my notes the crowd animation dancing to James Brown was fucking atrocious. Yeah, right. Go check it out. Anything crowd shot was really bad in this episode. The bandstand obviously collapses at the end of the song and then everyone just starts blaming each other. The guy that was mm. did, couldn't be bothered putting yeah, the Yeah, I didn't ba- feel like it. Yeah, and then it just escalates from there. Come on, Marge. Let's not... Sh- oh, wait, no, it was Ned. Sorry. I was yeah. just doing that as love choice. Let's not should this fella to death. Then, uh, obviously, Willie didn't oil down the Ferris wheel. Yep. That goes into the zoo. Then the zoo animals escape. It's just yep. fucking one thing after carnage. another. Just absolute carnage. And then it's all Bart's fault. We've used that word quite a bit in this episode, carnage. I've been reading a lot of Spider-Man of late. So. Ah, that would explain that. <laughs> Can't stand the voice. Who's oh, the, the squeaky voice teen or a, yeah. a version of him? Yeah. says to Mo that he can't stand his voice. I did like here that Mo goes, you know, you really annoy me, Skinner. It just I don't like the delivery <laughs> of it. For no reason. Yeah, just like no when reason. has Mo ever met Skinner? Yeah, exactly. Like we've never seen any interaction between the two. You really annoy me, Skinner, <laughs> with your haircut and your good posture. Store bought hair bought <laughs> sorry, store bought haircut and, and your good posture. Good posture, yeah. <laughs> God is angry. We've made a false idol of this bread, Goodman. No, you must not blame yourself, Reverend. You must blame that little boy. He started it all. Get him! Eep. They've got a, good statue. Man, a bronze statue committed Within a already. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And took Kevin Bartlett sixty years to get one of those. <laughs> Kevin Bartlett. Oh, that's an Australian reference if it's ever been one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to explain that. People can look it up. Just Google it. <laughs> Thank us later. One of the greatest haircuts of all time. Oh, mate. <laughs> it was like it put well, it put know, um, John Lithgow to shame. I was going to say you've got the mullet party up top. Sorry, party up the back and business up top. Kevin Bartlett was a very, very prolific Australian rules footballer in the 70s. Didn't know how to pass the ball. Uh, and the Yeah, no, would never pass off. Just was all about kicking goals himself. But had had a combination of baldness and a mullet. Like, he had almost no hair on top, but he had a mullet out the it back. It was incredible. It was, it was like he shaved his head. It was phenomenal. <laughs> it was absolutely, check it out. Google uh, Kevin Bartlett. So, 
Apu then says we need to blame, but he's the one that started all this. When really yep. he did nothing. He did nothing. It was Brad Goodman. Yeah. So they then chase after Bart. The crowd wants to get him. He hides. Homer's randomly in a float. Doesn't yeah, not explain. Well, you know, I did actually like this. Is that a deleted scene that we've missed or something? No, I. But I just like the fact that Homer saw Bart was in trouble and has rushed to his defense. Is he? I can't remember. Is he still in the bar, in the robe and everything, or they have they mistakenly put him into his normal actually, clothes? Yeah, now? I think he was back in his normal clothes. He quickly had a shave. <laughs> yeah, he was normal. It's like a Superman costume change. So he's in the float and he thinks he's going to escape. Floors it. Gets it up to five miles an hour. And the wind blows all the whatever it is off. Yeah. And everyone sees it there. They're very slowly getting, getting away. away. Uh, that was a really good line from Skinner. Go to the old mill. No, we're not. Yeah. Let's go to the old mill anyway. I Get some it, cider. I thought it was good. No, we're not. <laughs> that's, the, that's the end. But how rushed did it feel? I was like, well, that's the end of that. Yeah. Well, what exactly was the purpose of everything I just watched? Yeah. That was and what then, I kept saying to myself. Why did I sit here? And then even the final scene, again, is completely... Un- funny as it is with McGonagall. Serves their purpose. It had that's nothing just, to do with anything. It's, it's like, just well, a little that, tacked on bit. It's almost as if they're sort of saying, well, that was a waste of time because everything's back to the way it was. Yeah. I don't know what the purpose of this episode was. No. But I did get a laugh at the very end of Homer yelling at the television. As we all do. Yeah. Like, uh, I can't remember. It's like, what does that mean? Mechanical. It means it means he gets results, you stupid chief. Yeah. <laughs> Sit down, Dad. <laughs> what? what? That, you know what that made me think of, by the way? 24. I've like, never, never watched 24. You never watched 24? I, I know okay. it's meant to be amazing. So, the basic... Well, particularly when it started. It was revolutionary at, in its time, but... The, the basic gist is that Jack Bauer would save the world every season. But every season, he would get pushback from his superiors. So, I was like, how many fucking times does the man need to be right before you go, aren't you that guy that saved the president and then the world? <laughs> like, maybe I should listen to you. Maybe you should be in charge of shit. What did we learn, Palmer? So, what did you learn from this episode, Mitch? Uh, Tramampolines. Uh, I didn't even Chumapoli. mean. I didn't even mean to you don't say have that. To say the right as long as it sounds like it. Chumapoline, Chumapoline, Chumapoline. Chumapolines do do wonders for auction clearance rates. I need to stop being a human being. Stop being a human doing. Jamail, Jamail is here. Ooh, mailbag time. What have we got this week, Mitch? Um, we've got Michael Trickerico. From um, NY. From NY, who just can't go more than a couple of days without emailing questions, which is, which is fine. great, because it makes my job a hell of a lot easier. Mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. Keep sending your questions through and your Simpsons, stuff that happens in your town that would happen in the Simpsons town, and yeah, my two cents, and what else we got? Just anything Simpsons related, just send it through. Well, yeah. If you just want something to say about the show, let us know. We'd love to hear from new listeners. Yep. We've been getting a few of them lately. Mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. You can... You can send them through to the Facebook page. I just really would prefer that you didn't because it gets lost amongst the shuffle of all the memes yeah. that get sent through. So if you want, you, you want to guarantee that your stuff gets read, send it to the email. Yes. Michael writes in saying that he thought it was amazing that they got Tony Blair to do a small part on The Simpsons and he always thought it'd be great for them to have a former US president do an episode rather than just have you know an impersonation of them. Yep, yep. Uh, what he wants to know is what national Australian figure would we like to see on The Simpsons? Doesn't necessarily need to be political, but who would we like to see? Alf Stewart from Home and Away. <laughs> it's as Aussie as it gets. National figure. It's as Aussie as it gets. Yeah, okay. The guy's getting his own action figure, man. Is he? Yep. I don't know that anyone... That's pretty funny, actually. But I don't know that anyone else... Well, maybe the UK. Does Home and Away get syndicated over there? In I the know UK? That, yeah. Are I know you kidding they love, me? Neighbours and... Well, I know they love neighbours. I didn't know if they love uh, both. I'm pretty sure Home and Away. Let us know. If you're from the UK and you're listening, let us know. Does Home yeah, and Away okay. a thing over there? All right. Alf Stewart for you. I was... Going to... I mean, the most obvious one that I could come up with was Paul Hogan. They've, they've kind of already done that. A knifey spoonie? Yeah. yeah. 
Okay. Um, that's more of a parody of it, but well, all right. I, I went for someone who you wouldn't expect to be on The Simpsons. Okay. Um, John Laws. Yeah. And what what would they do with him though? Beat him up. Okay. Like, I, well, I what, about, what about John Laws comes on and Kyle Sanderland getting beaten up? Oh, Kyle Sanderland's would be great. Yes. <laughs> like, Kyle Sanderland starts a riot. With some inane bullshit and talking about how good he is, and like, uh, like this week I had fucking Danny Minogue over to my house for an interview. It was fantastic, and then he doesn't talk like that. Yes, he does. And then <laughs> what the fuck? And then they just <laughs> fling. Look, this is base and a base level, but I don't care. They just fling urine and feces at him for the next fifteen minutes, and that's all the episode is. I'd watch it. Yeah. <laughs> um. I had a feeling then, he hated him, which is why I brought his name up. And then if I, he probably didn't say he Luke just, Hodge. He just sounds... Oh, I was going to, but he just sounds like someone I should hate, John Laws. Yeah. yeah. So, Kyle Sanderland's brother. To try and think of a name that other people might actually know, someone else that uh, people are more uh, aware of. Let's... Internationally. Internationally. Dame Edna. No. Russell Coit. Oh, Russell Coit would be great. Mm. Yeah, I can't beat that. <laughs> That would be pretty funny. Russell Coit and Uncle... Taking, ba- taking Barton Homer out into the wilderness. I was going to say, Russell Coit and Uncle Arthur in the same episode. The Simpsons need to come back to Australia, capitalise on the... Because f- there is a huge following of The Simpsons. I reckon The Simpsons... Mm. Australians like The Simpsons more than fucking anyone else in the world. Particularly online, right? Yeah. Imagine Russell Coit taking Homer and Bart out into the Australian outback. Yes. That's fucking... That would be ratings. Actually, I'd heard that there was going to be... He's I'd re- heard whispers of a new reviving it. series yeah. of all Aussie adventures. So all, it all makes sense. All the better for it. Yep. So thanks for the question, Michael. Michael. Now, uh, Susie Pline, who I got to meet on Monday. Right, tell the listeners what you did. You haven't mentioned it yet. Well, we're going to do it now or at the end of the month? Well, okay, we'll do, do it, it now. now. We'll okay. tie it in. You met Susie. So as I mentioned, um, well, I mentioned the basic premise of it, but the Adelaide, uh, coming to Adelaide and Sydney in the next um, few months, yeah, I, I, I know Adelaide, I think, kicks off on the 22nd of April and runs through into May. I don't know the exact dates of the Sydney shows, but they are putting on Mr. Burns, a post-electric play, which um, was written by a New York-based playwright, and it's kind of set in the end times. Um, electricity's been wiped out. There's a small band of survivors seven years um, prior, uh, post who are huddling around a fire, and they're basically trying to entertain each other, keep warm, just pass the nights by remembering Simpsons episodes, specifically Cape Fear. They then go on to become like a traveling kind of group of players trying to recreate Simpsons episodes as accurately as they can, then flashes forward like a hundred years into the future and has a scene where they're kind of retelling the history of humanity from that, from the apocalypse through the eyes of the Simpsons. What I did was sit on a panel with uh, some very, some very lovely uh, people. There's a lady named Jenny, who was um, lecturer for film and media studies at the Adelaide University, there was a gentleman named uh, Professor Glad Zuckerman, who, holy shit, is, if ever you want to be intimidated, sit next to someone as intelligent as this guy. Did you feel like Lisa when she hangs out with all the brainiacs in Springfield? A little bit. Yeah. Like, I, I've never... They were trying to introduce me as an expert. It's like, well, let's, let's just call a timeout on that I've straight away. season nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like, I, I like it. That's all it is. I'm, there are... I like it and I talk about it. I can guarantee there are people in this room that know more about the show than I do. I just am okay at talking about it and expressing my thoughts. That's pretty much the only thing that I do well. Um, you have a microphone. Yeah. Um, I, I know how to hold this, the requisite distance away from my mouth. It took a while mouth. for me to teach you how to, but you got, you got it down Yeah, right we now. got there. And I mean, I, I don't... 
like, you know how Mr. Miyagi has his wax on, wax off techniques? I don't know that all of the things you got me to hold near my mouth were necessarily relevant to what we're doing, but hey, it worked. It, and, it, it all paid off in the long run. It, well, for one of us, yes, it did. Um, <laughs> the only thing that was long. This is the kind of witty verbage <laughs> <laughs> that I did not bring up <laughs> on Monday night. But anyway, it was kind of a discussion piece around um, The Simpsons and how they've infiltrated pop culture and influenced pop culture and, and in turn how pop culture then influences The Simpsons and how that can then carry on into you know, the way language can change and be shaped and formed and all that sort of Were stuff. Were the smart people Simpsons fans? The, I'm not sure... The sm- sorry, the smart people. The smart I mean, people. Everyone else, you know what I mean. Galad referenced a few things, so he's obviously aware of the show. Um, Jenny, very much so. She she loved the show. Um, a bit of a fangirl of mm-hmm. The Simpsons. That's cool. Um, and a few of the a few Four Finger Discount fans managed to come along, and I got to meet them after the show, which was very very cool. A few of them, if not all of them, um, certainly a lot of them, Patreon supporters, which was uh, which was very nice to see. Legends. So thanks very much, guys. Um, there's a photo of us all on Twitter that you can see yes. um, at Four Finger Pod. Speaking of Patreon, let's put up our top 10 Skinner moments and your top five mov- uh, principles in movies podcast yeah. that we did last week. Yeah. Available to $5 plus patrons. Yeah. Um, but the, on the night that I threw on my own personal Facebook, there's a reference that you'll appreciate to Arrested Development that five minutes in, um, the guy that was sort of hosting the night directed a question first to Glad and then to Jenny be- I did before coming this, to yeah. me. So <laughs> me five minutes in was basically Buster in the opening episode of Arrested Development. Just... You guys are so smart. <laughs> just, wanting, just wanting to hide. I found a pop at work of, um, not Buster, who's the guy with the mustache? What's his name? The one wears the short shorts? Tobias. Tobias. All blue. Oh, the blue man group. Yes. yes. You could awesome. say that I blew myself. <laughs> so you had a great night in Adelaide then? I did. I had a really, really good time. And it was cool. It, like it's, it's always nice to be able to meet some fans. Um, if you have the opportunity to check out the play to know to Adelaide re- and Sydney, just say it's in? Yeah, Adelaide and Sydney. Um, if you don't live there, buy tickets to get there. Yeah. Any more questions for this week for the mailbag? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The whole whole point of bringing that up was because Susie emailed us. For patrons, by the way, there is a video diary. um, Very, very brief video diary of my time in Adelaide. I've seen portions. Travelling too. It Um, it actually made me laugh. Yeah, polite laughter, but laughter nonetheless. I I was just like, that's good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Susie writes in, she's got like a real life Simpsons story. Cool. Um, Firstly, she says, it was great to meet you the other night, Mitch. As I said, not in the least pretentious. Um, that was like the first thing that they all That's said. That's your to running me. gag now. You just need a shirt that just is pretentious. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, so she, Susie's realised that she has a story from her hometown that could easily be a, a like a B plot, like one of Homer's zany schemes. Um, in the late nineties, where's sleep- she from? Sorry, uh, she's from Adelaide. I'm from Adelaide. Um, a sleepy little town called Keith. Now, do you do you remember driving past Keith when you went to Adelaide? I remember seeing the sign. I don't know yeah. whether I drove through it. says, it, welcome though. to Keith, and then you are leaving Keith in the space of about 45 seconds on the highway. Really? Okay. It's a very, very small town. Um, they opened a new water feature in the Soldiers Memorial Park um, along the highway. Sometime after that being opened on a Sunday, a local fella named Davey had been fishing. I s- we did stop in Keith. We did stop in oh, Keith. you stopped there? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Uh, I was giggling to myself about just the fact that the town was named Keith. Keithy. Like, yeah, it's just it was just a weird like welcome. It's, it's Aussie, isn't it? Yeah, like like you wanted to get that sign and put an apostrophe s. Yes, it's just Keith's. <laughs> like just make it a kind of homely town. But make it Aussie. Just put a Y on the end. Just put a, we put a Y on the end of everything. Yeah, Burnsy, <laughs> Keefies. Um. Anyway, so this guy named Dave, he's fishing near Kingston. He comes across a dolphin calf in the shallows. Uh, history is a not record. Yeah, like a baby dolphin. Well, I know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. History does not record whether the calf was dead or alive when he found it, but either way, it was not far off. So, 
being the responsible fellow that he is, Davy knew that a dead dolphin calf should probably re- be reported to the local fisheries department. Being a Sunday, the office was closed. The next best thing he could think of was to take it to police station for them to deal with it. Being a Sunday, the police station was closed. <laughs> this is a great thing about Australian small towns. Like it, Cops operate basically on a Monday to Friday, nine to five basis. <laughs> and, they, and they own the local milk bar. Yeah. Um, so he did the next best thing. He chucked it into his empty esky with a bit of seawater, brought it home, thought that he'd be able to keep it in the bathtub until he could bring it to the appropriate government body the next day. Now? Well, history doesn't record. I don't know. Oh, okay. I've only got... What the story yeah. says, yeah. He arrived at home and announced his plans to the wife. Uh, the mi- well, she says Mrs., but I've gone wife for our international audience. Yep. She was having none of this and promptly told him he's not keeping some dead dolphin in a bathtub um, where she bathes the kids and he'd better get it out of the house. Where does old Davey take it to? Not the toilet. No. The water feature. <laughs> not knowing what else to do, he drove down the highway and laid it to rest in the water feature, <laughs> intended, intending to be up at the crack of dawn to be able to drop it off um, when it opened. Being a rural community, there are a number of school buses that ferry children to and from school. Some oh, of no. them drive to, into town on the highway right past the water feature. Long story short, Davy sleeps in. <laughs> <laughs> a number of school buses drive imagine, by. And imagine the rest yourself. Yep. Um, a, a, a school driver sees it, freaked out a few kids. He reports it to the cops. Davy then arrives at the station shortly after it opened. The case of the suddenly appearing dead dolphin in the water feature was <laughs> open and closed with alarming speed. That is Simpsons worthy. Yeah, yeah, it, it is exactly what like exactly the sort it's, of thing. That's what Homer would do. Oh, I'll just leave this here, and I'll be it'll be all fixed in the morning. Nobody will know. Cut to home at ten o'clock in the morning. Like the alarm hasn't gone off or something. Yeah, yeah. That's that's really good story, Susie. Thanks for the message. If you have any other stories like that, mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. They are some of my favourite things. It's amazing to see just how much goes on in in the real world that could comfortably work its way into an episode of The Simpsons. It doesn't have to be in your your town. Just anything that happens in your life that you think could have happened on The Simpsons, let us know. We'd love to hear about it. And what question are we going to wrap up this week's mailbag with, Mitch? Final question comes in from Helen Bacall. Uh, Good name. Not her real name. Um, <laughs> Helen didn't want her last name to be read, okay. so I've gone with Bacall. Helen wants to know if we were to go on a Tinder date. Um, Would we? Not with her, no. I was like, what I is mean, happening here? Let, let me finish. So, with, as in, so Simpsons character, you know how a lot of people on Tinder create fake profiles? So, the, kind of, the question is, which character, say you get a photo of Lenny but it's not Lenny, which character would you be most comfortable with it actually being when you arrive on the date? Female. It could be female or male. I don't know why a female would be using Lenny's voice, uh, yeah. Lenny's photo. <laughs> but you get there and you go, all right, well, that's not who you said you would be, but I don't mind. I'm going to stick around. Because Lenny is like the Paul Rudd of The Simpsons. He's the guy that you would go for. He's like the He's the one you'd turn for. Yeah. Uh but if, it's, if we're going, I don't know if he's the one I'd turn for, but I feel like he's the one I'd have a chance with. Well, let's pick a female. Cause I would I, obviously let's pick a female. So what, what's a female character that is there, but it's not? Who is this? So, so, who's someone? Okay, Princess so, Cashmere. Yeah, all right. Someone puts up Princess Cashmere. It's not her. Yep. What's the worst I would go with? Yep. How far down? How far down? How far down the list before you draw the line? I reckon Kribop will be a lot of fun. <laughs> a lot of fun. She'd know some things. <laughs> yes, she would. You only get one chance of her, man. I've heard. Um, look, I certainly wouldn't rule Krabappel out, but I could go further than Krabappel. Luann? 
I was going to say something about the homeliness of Luann. Yeah, she's something kinky about her. I, I, plus, I she, was feel right like be- she was right behind your head as I was looking at she you. She would have a repressed card. side. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And it'd be like, you know. She would cut loose. And she does. When she when she leaves Kurt, she goes with a fucking gladiator, yeah. man. Yeah, exactly. She's obviously got some moves if yeah. she's locking that down. Yeah. So there we are. Yes. There is the answer to that question. Thank you to, who was it? Bacall? Helen Bacall. Helen Bacall. <laughs> so thanks for listening to our review of Bart's Inner Child, an episode that we didn't really, I enjoyed it, but it was, wasn't, uh, no, actually I didn't really enjoy it that much. I enjoyed the first act because of the trampoline yeah. part. It had its moments throughout, but... But on the whole, one of the, one of the weaker one episodes. One of the weaker episodes in a very, very long time. Love to hear your thoughts as well. Mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. Also, as we mentioned, we've got the Top 10 Skinner Moments podcast went up this week on the Patreon page. We're going to be reviewing Mysterious Voyage of Homer as well for the $2 plus patrons. Mm-hmm. Mitch, any final words for the listeners before we let them go? Next week, we're going to be reviewing Boy Scouts in the Hood. And it's about f***ing time. Shh. Four Finger Discount is brought to you today by Podbean, the podcasting app that not only allows you to record on the go, but also upload from anywhere in the world on your mobile device. The Podbean app makes it simple to get started with podcasting. No expensive equipment required. All you need is an idea, and Podbean does the rest. So download the Podbean app now for your Apple or Android device and enjoy the freedom of mobile podcasting.